Welcome to the Lipstick League, where sports and pop culture come to play. I'm Natalie Eganoff. And I'm Nicole Mahalik. And yes, I still have my Christmas tree up. You do. I do. Um, we. I feel like we, you and I haven't like caught up in a minute. We haven't. We haven't. There's. I feel like January was kind of like a very hectic month for me. It was, yeah. For me, I, you know, I've had a lot going on, but um, here we are in February and I'm calling it my own personal new year because I, I feel like January was just like the fallout of 2020, like trying to process that that yeah. year was over. Um, still had to get through a couple more crazy world events, um, you know, before we got to February, but I just read my horoscope about February last night and things are, things are really looking up. Yes. Good. Really looking up. Um, yeah. And we actually did see each other in the office the other day and know, it was weird. Cause like, we obviously text all the time, but we forget that like when we actually see each other, it's usually through a camera. I know. <laughs> well, and, and what was funny was Nicole and I were wearing matching outfits. <laughs> we were, we should have took a picture. I don't know I why. Know. I, well, I was like, tr- I had to get back for my update. So I was like running. Yeah. Well, it was but... funny because I ran into Mike getting coffee and he had oh, a tag. Yeah. I had to take the tag off of his shirt. He's so funny, isn't he? <laughs> no. I go, ooh, the tag's like, oh, I, I had to iron it. And I guess I forgot to take the tag off. But it was like, of course, a fancy shirt. Oh, yeah. So, well, he's into that new brand now and it has like the bunny with the skulls on it. I yeah, need to ask yeah. him what it is because he has a scarf that has it too. He's so Hilarious. fancy. Uh, by the way, we're recording this on February 4th. Um, so I am in fact, uh, ooh, look, there's my, there's my vacuum. Oh, your vacuum. I yeah, am my in closets fact, are a mess. People are just going to have to deal. Uh, I'm wearing my Eagle sweatshirt because it's three years since they won the Super Bowl today. Yeah. I have, we, I have my Eagle shirt on too. Do you? Oh, <laughs> Not even like I, and it, it. no, we didn't even plan it. That's what's so Weird. funny. Uh, shout out to um, our friend uh, who does diehard fan. Oh, she's amazing. She's a badass. Yeah. Uh, you know, modern woman. And she does these really cool stuff. And um, two of my friends actually got this for me for my birthday. And it really is my favorite, favorite sweatshirt. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just the length is good. And uh, so I put it on, you know, I felt, felt like we should celebrate, even though it's kind of in mourning still. I can't sweat- believe it's been three years. I know time's flying and this is what I tell everybody. And this is why I've been so hard on the Eagles is because it's been three years and then it'll be four years. Then it's five years and five years is half of a decade. And then the next thing, you know, another five years goes by, then it's 10 years and your Super Bowl was 10 years ago. Hello. Look at the nobody even billies. cares anymore. Look yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I've been hard on the Eagles. So they hired a new head coach. Yeah. We haven't really talked about that. So we've been doing this, um, like a, series within the lipstick league yeah which has yeah. been fun to talk to other awesome women from different cities and kind of get their perspective and more cities are coming so we already did um we did buffalo and and uh, kansas city with breland and mm-hmm. then um you're gonna obviously we did boston and houston and la are coming up and then some fun cities yeah so, listen the thing about nick sirianni nick sirianni tomato tomato is that who knows if he's a good coach, but he's going to be good to look at. Yeah. He's, he's Nicole's snack break of the week. And like, how about those Eagles photos though? Like, it's almost like the people who are like in publicity are like, we have no idea about this guy, but we know that he's hot. So let's just bank on that. And well, like took those, mo- took those like, mo- it was like glamour shock. They were like, glad. They, they look <laughs> like they belonged in like, like a Vogue profile about like a former like politician. 
yes! or something. You know what I mean? Like, yes! if, like if Vogue or not even like a politician, like if Vogue did like an expose on like something George Clooney like went through in his life, like say, yes! like say George Clooney like lost all of his money in the stock market, and then like Vogue did like an expose on him. Like I was living was, in my truck. Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. was the tone of the photos. And then did you see somebody tweeted out? They were like, they tweeted out the um the words uh to the Cialis commercial oh that is hilarious like, yeah it was like if you you know if you feel like you can't perform during sex <laughs> don't hesitate oh wait hold on one second why is my alarm clock going off oh what is it an ocean yeah <laughs> oh, wow it's my computer alarm clock come because I sail had... away come yes. sail away well, my phone is not good for me as an alarm clock anymore so okay. I set up my computer like across the room with this giant ocean noise so I have to get oh, up and like smart. walk across to it um but no yeah so someone was like if you have trouble in the bedroom like make sure your heart is healthy enough for sex and then it's like it was like the pictures of him I was dying but what's so crazy and it's so unprecedented for the NFLs um all the Eagles coaches are under 42 years old like most yeah. of them and the linebacker coach they just hired he was 27 yeah and I'm not I'm not like an ageist at all and I think if you're competent to do a job you should be able to do a job they're, the only thing that I have an issue with is I'm intrigued to see how the players get along with the younger coaches. I thought it's the not, same thing. Yeah, and it's not that I don't believe Wait, why am that I hearing myself? You are? Yeah. Weird. That's like, better. What'd you reverb? do? Nothing. I just moved my mouse. Hello? Hello? Reverb? All right. Anyway. Um, no, that's okay. So I... Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, I could be totally wrong, too. Like, I just feel like if I'm, I don't know, over my coach's age, and they're trying to tell me how to play, I'd be like... I agree. And also, you've never played professional football in the NFL, and like, it's like, I feel like there's going to be a fine line there. Alternatively, it could go incredible because they could all just really get each other. Yes. And I would like to say that I'm not an ageist either. However, I do think with age comes wisdom. It, right. 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 And so when you're dealing with an organization like the NFL and you're able to understand what it's like to have played at, in different decades and you've seen, and like Tom Brady says all the time, about how people are so shocked by that he's still playing. And he says, number one, I figured out my body, right? I figured out how to work out. I figured out more importantly, how to recover. And I figured out what to put in my body to fuel it. But number two, I've seen everything. I've seen every defense imaginable. He goes, it's like, why would, why would you quit school if you have the answers to the math tests? He, I mean, and I was like, uh, yeah, he's, he's so brilliant, isn't he's he? He's so brilliant. I mean, that was the damn tweet he sent out the, the other day with I was from, from his court case. I mean, I it's so annoying that he's funny. But anyway, but when he said that, this was on a podcast like a year or two ago, and I was just like really, um, that made so much sense to me. It's like, yeah, if I knew the answer and I could keep winning, and why wouldn't I? So that's something that I worry about too. Like, it does bother me if you've never played in the NFL, how are you going to make this happen? But then, like you said, on the flip side, 
maybe it is they're all around the same age so they all understand what they're going through and maybe it's just like a new mind right maybe it yeah, is some, exactly like sometimes like fresh like super fresh set of eyes right and like, sometimes like more you, fresh correct <laughs> like like coming out of the womb you know right. what I mean? like, still in diapers <laughs> like who has the baby wipes <laughs> and the decedent <laughs> There's going to be some diaper rash. So that's what I'm worried about. Is this season coming up going to be the diaper rash season? <laughs> I feel like it probably is. It definitely is. So I don't know. Maybe look, they'll surprise us. I mean, listen, football and radio are very similar. I, and I say this all the time. Like radio is very similar in the sense that like you get a program director and they want to bring their own people in. Right. And that's yeah. a lot of times how um, sports is. You get a new head coach. They want to bring their own people in. Um, but you know, a lot of times you have to re reinvent the wheel. So maybe this is their chance to reinvent the wheel and it could go amazing. It's like, you know, when radio had to figure out like, oh, we really need to incorporate social media into what we do because- When they figured it out like three years ago. I don't think they figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe three years, the Eagles will be back. Maybe yeah. it isn't. But anyway, I mean- it's, it, we don't know, you know, and there's still like this stupid quarterback controversy and, and the fact that Carson is, you know, it, it makes me insane that like people are still talking about this. Um, I feel like we just got to wait to see what happens. Like there's nothing that you could actually say um, that we don't know. Like we just don't know. And I said, I feel like the fan base is in pain and they're kind of being tortured because this season itself was so dramatic with oh, everything terrible. that happened. Yes. Then it just kept going. Like the drama just hasn't stopped. And the fact that, you know, Carson's not saying anything and the Eagles aren't, they had three opportunities to, again, say, hey, fan base, don't worry. Yep. We have a plan. They have no plan, you know? And then yeah. they could just continue to pretty much lie yep. about, how they're handling things like even yesterday when the Eric B enemy thing um broke uh and you know Andy Reid said no the Eagles never formally requested to interview him and it had been reported multiple places Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network was the first person to have it uh you know then all the other beats in the city kind of ran with it that they were they requested an interview with him and then I somewhere along the lines, it came out that he couldn't, he declined or something. Right. But Andy Reid saying, no, there was never a formal interview request when the Eagles, and you know, I don't think like Mike Garofolo didn't just wake up one day and make that up. And this is totally. what I've also been getting a little frustrated with is that like people are blaming the media, but I'm like, where do you think the information comes from? Like, correct. If, if they didn't leak it out there, there would be nothing to report on. Like there was a list of 20 candidates. He was one of them. It, I explicitly, it was um, January 16th. They said that they were going to interview him, that they requested him. Here it comes out. There was no request. So the organization is just really frustrating. And for the sake of the fan base I, I, at this point, like, I know that we, you and I tried to hold on to Carson for as long as we could, we but did. at this point, I'm like, you know what, if you don't want to be oh. here and I, I feel bad, like, I don't, I don't want you to suffer anymore either. I don't want Jalen Hurts to suffer. Like, yep. I, I don't want it the is, fans to suffer. It is really weird because like, you know, toward the end of the season, like it was just the most awful feeling. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Um, 
I was so mad. And I've said this on the podcast before, the opposite of hate is not love. It's the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. Yeah. And like now I'm indifferent now, yes. like, just get it, like, get it out, like, get them out, like, let them go. Like, obviously Jalen Hurts is doing all this media for, I know. Did you see yeah. $30,000 check for that family? Yeah. For the yeah. cancer child? Yes. So it's like, I don't know. They hired the quarterback's coach that knew Jalen Hurts since he was four years old. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, no one's saying anything that the new head coach says, I haven't even really thought about the quarterback situation. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in the Jim Carrey movie, Liar, Liar. Like, I wish that like their nose would grow. It's, like, how, how can you become the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles and just say, I haven't thought about it. And that's what I, I said. I'm like, does, do they think that we're just a bunch of suckers? Like, right. just, you don't even have to, you don't have to divulge everything. Yeah. All you have to do is say, yeah, like, I know that it's been a contentious situation here in Philly and we're going to try and move our best foot forward with Carson. We really like Jalen too. We're going to try and figure this out. We're going to make it work so we can have one another winning football team again. Like even that response would have been fine instead of just filibustering for- I know. It is so weird. Um, So that obviously has been, has been a lot. Um, But like the huge news in the NFL is obviously the Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford trade. That was shocking. Which like, to me is so interesting because, you know, we consume, you know, obviously people who listen are all over the place, but obviously in Philly, it's just consumed by the Eagles so much. And I sometimes have to take it outside to be like what else is going on in the nfl right because but i don't think anybody saw that coming oh there's our alarm again why does it keep happening i don't know and i i respect the rams that like i feel like there wasn't even as much turmoil or Mm -hmm. as much noise that the rams were over jared goff like it was almost like they just knew, like, we're done. We're making a, we're, we're making a change. We're like the Eagles. It's been drama for a, a year and a half with Carson. Yeah, the Rams just kind of, they were like, you know, we have to do something about the situation because we're not happy with it. And instead, yeah. of play, and instead of playing mind games yeah. with him and the Rams fans, yeah, they were just like, you know what? We're going to make a move and this is what we're going to do. And hopefully this will solve our problem. And you know what they, what they had 24 million, they ate for yeah. to get rid of him. Yeah. Because so, he had the biggest contract before they signed the Carson contract. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's wild. And, um, and listen, I, I think it's kind of good for the NFL because everybody was kind of like meh about Jared Goff, even though he, he went to the Super Bowl. Um, but Matthew Stafford, he had the biggest contract before yeah. Jared Goff, before Carson Wentz. Yeah. Obviously before Patrick Mahomes now, but he, Matthew Stafford did nothing in Detroit. Right. right. And it's right. like, so I think it's cool now to be able to like, what's really going to happen with Matthew Stafford? Will he be able to be good? Will we see a different side of him? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that because he's been in Detroit and he's been in like, you know, limbo land yeah for you know the last however many years so like i'm excited to say to be like oh all right you know they they, they really just did send, send jared goff off to the pastures but yeah it's also interesting with with that draft class with the cars i mean carson and jared goff went one and two they i i have my draft notes i think i showed you didn't i, I think i might have actually thrown the book out when i was doing i should have kept it when i was doing um you know, like a purge of all my stuff, but I had 
Oh, Jesus, they're testing it. Listen, they're testing my fire alarm. I mean, how annoying. It's okay. I'm, I've, well, got I'm gonna hold this close. <laughs> I've got ocean waves. You've got. Bear with us, people. Yeah, this is live. This is live recording from our homes. <laughs> Until you help us make some money, uh, you got to just bear with us. Yeah, wait. Us. You just wait until we get our own studio. Everything's yeah, gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So it's it's. But yeah, so so Jared and Carson are kind of you know, as of right now, kind of busts, right? And the and what it was Jacob um, Jacoby Bursett in that draft draft class too. That he's I think the backup. Yeah, I think he was twenty fifteen. Right. Yeah. And then none of them. Everybody else that was in that draft class are done. Yeah. See, they're not even in the NFL. Christian Hackenberg. I mean, Christian Hackenberg. I've told you the story of Christian Hackenberg, right? What about that him? he like oh. kind of sort of went to my high school? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was like the love story, right? Wasn't there a love well, story involving him? Well, I, 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 I thought of him, not, and I'm, and, and I want to make a Hallmark movie, not about him, but he gave me the idea, not him personally. That's what it was. Because he like, comes back to, because he comes back to my, the area where he grew up in over the summer. Yeah. But that's another goal of mine is that I have like, um, four, or five um, treatments for Hallmark movies, like not actual dialogue, but like. The whole story, the yeah. characters, the whole thing. So that's something that I want to do. And I have my and I have my television series. Yes. So that is that is moving along swimmingly. So just you wait. The Lipstick League Productions. That's next. <gasps> Lipstick League Productions. Oh my God. How do we Look, never talk about this? It's 9 a.m. and we're getting this done right now because Nicole and I still have like full-time jobs and all the other stuff. But don't you worry, everybody. It is. Yes. This is our we, year. We have exciting listen, stuff coming up too. I like, know, really exciting announcements. We do. And I hate we hate to be that like big announcement coming, but we do have a big announcement coming. So that's very exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about the big announcement. Um what else do we have to talk about? Well, um, so yeah, so obviously everybody from that draft class is kind of a bust, which is interesting. Unless Jared Goff or Carson Wentz end up, you know, resurrecting, you know, so I guess we'll have to see. I mean, you know, Carson is really to Jesus. So could you imagine if he went somewhere else and resurrected? I mean, I, I could, I could. It would be very, it would be very Philadelphia sports life. Like for that, of course that happened. Yeah, you know, all all of this makes me think about the draft, and I I said this on the air the other day. Um, I uh, I'm losing less faith in the draft process, and I get why it's done the way that it's done, but it's always going to be a crapshoot. Yeah, right. Like, I I wonder statistically if there were odds on how many people from the draft are successful right because you think about how many men enter the draft every year like yeah it's four rounds you know uh i, I don't trust howie roseman at all to make any at all draft decisions because a it's already difficult enough to pick a player who's gonna not only be able to um succeed physically because yeah, that's yeah. the biggest challenge is like you break your your bones you're you know you're never the same but then also like the mental challenges of the nfl too so it's like you have to I feel like it's always finding a diamond in the rough and hoping that because it really it's like at any, at any level, like you think that you're getting the second overall quarterback and yes, he has the skill, but then look mentally, 
whole crumble four years later and then yeah. you have tom brady who was picked in the sixth round and is 199 199 yeah and is the greatest nfl quarterback of all time so it's like i'm trying not to take much stock in the draft this year i'm yeah. just gonna try and observe it and kind of I I want the Eagles to just be like best player available, like at whatever it is, because I don't think that they're confident enough to pick, to select a position player based on feel, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, but yeah, no, it's, it's insane. Like Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. And that's why it's always the not for long league, because look, all these expectations mm-hmm. only five, six short years ago. And now yeah, like you said, Goff's been put out to pasture. <laughs> no, they're like, see, and how about with with um, Matthew Stafford? Uh, you know, he requested the trade, and he said, "I'll go anywhere but New England," because he hated, he hated. Um, why can't I think of the the coach's name? Bill Belichick. No, no, no. Oh, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Yeah, yeah. I was like not Josh Daniels. Matt Patricia so much that Matt, Matt Patricia went back to the to the Patriots that he was like, nope, not going there. People hate Matt Patricia. He's such an asshole to the players I've heard. Do you know his story is really interesting is that he went to MIT and was like into aerospace and was like a big science guy. And then was like, got really into coaching. And like, if you're listening, go like read up on Matt Patricia. His stories were really interesting. Really interesting. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he's like super, super, super intelligent. Um, but clearly works better under somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, but I don't think he has a good rapport with the players. Cause there's so many who come out and just like, Oh yeah, totally. Couldn't um, stand them. So but- obviously the Phillies news, we want to talk about Joel. Cause that's in the, in the Sixers, but they signed JT obviously on the Phillies, which is yes. exciting. Yeah. Um, finally got it done. Dave Dombrowski. Yeah. First of all, I would just like to say anytime he shows up on the zoom screen for the press conference, it makes me feel a little warm inside. Okay. I, I, I like, I like his demeanor. I like, like, he's kind of just like this grandpa who like, yeah. talking to Philly <laughs> fans. He's, like, he's like, all right, everyone. So this is what we're going to do. He just seems like a nice man. Very. Right. And I, this is going to be like a super specific statement. Very Phillies organization. That so, makes sense. So the Phillies to me just feel like this big, um, like, family well people who work there have been there for like a thousand years well and they're all like really nice to each other from what i know yeah. and they the philly yeah the phillies organization they've always been amazing to me so i'm just like they've like you know he just feels like pop-up or something and he like gets on the screen but <sighs> but he's done really he's made so many moves in the offseason since he's come here and uh-huh. yeah signing jt was good largest contract for a major league baseball player in um in MLB history which or a catcher I'm sorry in uh, MLB history which I think is incredible but so here's what I think that that trade meant is that I think it did something for the fan base it's like I think and and you know Mike talks about this a lot if you listen to the Mike Missinelli show where he talks about how like there is a responsibility with the team to take care of the fans, especially fans in Philly, because we are so smart and we are so savvy. And sometimes you need that. Is that like, and ultimately you do it because they buy the tickets and it makes you more money, right? Yeah. And so, so like doing that 
by signing him, you know, and Bryce Harper was very vocal about it, you know? Um, and so it's just, it's just really interesting. And, uh, and I think that we'll see how it plays out. Um, obviously signing Bryce Harper was, was really smart for the fans, but also a business decision. I mean, it put seat, it put people in the seats, you know, hopefully we'll have people in the seats this year. Um, but I, I think that that was a big mojo boost that they need, that we needed. Oh. You know what I mean? Like we needed. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be some buzz about the team. Like they had the buzz with Bryce, but it, I don't think it was nearly enough because it's not like he's able to carry the whole team on his back. Um, And even DD Gregorius re-signing him, getting that yeah. done with him, having a shortstop now, like I can't, I, I can't wait for baseball season. There's something just so calming and wonderful about baseball. And yeah, now that we, you know, the Phillies are kind of have some buzz and hopefully this will kind of give them that juju or the je ne sais quoi that you're always you know preaching about but like that, this is how yeah that thing yeah this is how and that starts i do got to shout out the cardinals because you know that i first grew up a st louis cardinals yeah. fan but they just got the nolan arenado trade from the rockies which was like a big deal that was and, sick yeah because basically like the the rockies are now what's happening with like with with the lions is that like they're just like eh, we're just going to get rid of our best player because he was unhappy and the Cardinals are like, no, but we want to win. But my dad's a crazy St. Louis Cardinal fan because yeah. Stan Musel, my pop-up's name was Stanley. So my whole family became St. Louis Cardinal fans. So I was a big Cardinals fan growing up. That's how I used to go to the vet to watch the Phillies games. Whenever the Phillies would play the Cardinals, my dad and my uncle would take me and my cousin and we would get hoagies and we'd go to Lansdale and then we'd take the train in. It was like a big day out in the city. That's so nice. Because like, I thought that Philadelphia was like eight hours away from Summit Hill, you know? Right. Um, and, but like Ozzie Smith, I mean, like the whole thing. And yeah. so my dad's, my dad and brother are still big Cardinals fans. I had since adopted the Phillies since I've lived here for so long, but like, I still have a little soft spot for the Cardinals because my, it makes my dad so happy. So he was just like on cloud nine when, when they made that trade. So we'll oh yeah, ya. baseball right around the corner. I'm thinking, I'm looking at the sunshine that's streaming through my window and I'm thinking about how much I'm going to miss spring training year oh my god well you know spring i was at spring training last year broadcasting live we were supposed to see each other for a I day know. our shows were supposed to overlap and they canceled the season when i was there me care our promotions director and one of the engineers i still had to do my radio show we were the only john brazier who's worked with the phillies forever left so we're inside the philly spring training facility yeah the three of us and i'm like we could just run around the bases people right oh my it god was, i love was, spectrum field like it was so it was so 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 crazy but uh yeah we're hoping to get a our our goal is um that we're gonna get a big time baseball manager on the show right now oh yes that's right that's <laughs> right gonna put my feelers out see see the wide net and what the uh, net can uh, cast in so stay tuned for that too among again among many other fun announcements oh speaking of um Oh no, I guess it won't matter. I was going to say our Super Bowl contest, but by the time this at, this airs. Right. Hopefully you entered the Super Bowl contest. Yes, hopefully <laughs> if you're listening and you won the Super Bowl contest with our good friends at Rosnop Jewelers, congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Like, we're, we're still going to, like, here's the thing, you know, for, for the OG listeners, like the original lipstick leaguers, right? 
like obviously the goal is to build this to a, a super super large community and we're going to have more of a schedule but right now we're doing everything on our own it's like we're bare bone in it so sometimes when you listen you're like wait when did this happen but you know what just roll with it because you're in the og club and so yeah. that means that that good things come to those and when you share us and you tell more people the bigger we get the more prizes for you that's right so that's FYI. right that's right um, but Someday everybody we, will get a car. Exactly. You, yeah, you I mean, car. We have to get the cars first, but then yeah, we'll oh, that's right, that. that's right, that's right. Someday yeah. we will get a car, and then you will get a car. Hopefully, just because you know, Natalie and I've talked about this. Like, she drives. What is it? Twenty eleven. Twenty fourteen. Oh, twenty fourteen Ford Fiesta. I drive a two thousand nine Ford Focus. So you know, we're hoping we're hoping that we we can upgrade this this year with your help. Um, but. Joelle Embiid um, oh. obviously has been killing it. Knock on wood. Hurry up. Where's the wood? Are you? Could you find wood? I got wood. Okay, good. All right. Um, and he he didn't. He has never talked. Like obviously, he announced that he's a dad. Little baby Arthur, named after his brother. But we've never seen pictures. He never talked about him. And last, well, the other night, because when you hear this, the other night, um, he did it in an interview with NBC <clears throat> Sports Philly, and they asked him like, how has being a dad changed you? And his face just lit up, like his whole demeanor changed. And I was like tearing up from it. And he was like, you know, um, it, it's been great. And it's been hard that, that I miss that, you know, I really miss them when I'm on the road. He was like, you know, I don't really like to talk about my personal life. And so I'm not, I'm going to say, but then like, he couldn't help himself. He like, he said he wasn't really going to talk about, it, but then he just went on and on. And he was like gushing. Oh my God, you got to watch the video, go to our Instagram or Facebook or Twitter lipstick league, just type it all in give us a follow and a like, and um, I put it up and he was basically talking about how like being a dad, he's like, people want to know why I play better, but it's because of my son, because I want him to be proud of me because I want to be a hall of famer for him because you know, that's what my dad wanted for me. And I'm like, I mean, I'm just tearing up now. Just I know, talking I'm about getting all emotional thinking about, and then I'm thinking about his brother, Arthur and how I proud know. he would be. Like, it was so sweet and I like I've always been you know not that you have to choose between Ben or Ben or Joel but I've always been a Joel person always because I like the charisma I'm not really attracted to like the quiet brooding types I'm more <laughs> I, I enjoy somebody who's who's funny and witty yeah I mean and I'm sure listen the quiet brooding types like they're their own person and and they have fans and love too but you know Ben I'm like what does your voice sound like? Who are you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, I just love that Joelle like embraces who he is, um, oh, you know, yeah. and he shoots a basketball. So that's important. You know, he yeah. actually shoot in basketball. He shoots, he shoots the ball. Yeah. So like that is important. Um, but I've, I've always just, I don't know what it was. I think, cause I loved his story so much and I've always had such a soft spot for him. So when people are like, Oh, Ben or Joelle, I'm like, I don't, if you ship Ben out of here, go ahead. See ya. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. I mean, obviously I want them to work it out together because I love the story, but if they have to move one, I want, I want Joelle to, to keep killing it for the Sixers. Um, um, and speaking of the Sixers and potential oh people returning, don't guys, jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. First of all, all right, we're not going to jinx it. All I'm going to say is Joelle had a incredible relationship with JJ Reddick. They were He's pals. been on his podcast twice. Been on his podcast twice. And I would just like to further elaborate on the fact that I, you know, I have my I have some qualms with JJ. Not not bad qualms. I, I just feel it's like fair. 
I just feel like he shouldn't have left because I think that he wanted to be here, which is why he's always kind of like focused on Philly. And I'm like, Jay, you like, you could have just taken a lesser bag and stayed and like everything would have been cool. But I think that he's kind of like bitter that he didn't stay. Yeah. And, like, like, and I'm not saying this to like diss him. So like it, it might come back off because I recognize when I do this to my, when I have this behavior myself too, um, like, I feel like he left and then he's like, damn it. Like yes. I want to be there. So he kind of like, not like throws shade, but it like the way that he talks about Philadelphia is a little, I don't know yeah. how to explain it, but he wants I, to be here. Yes. It's almost yeah. like, like, it's almost he, like, like this is his ex-girlfriend. Yes. I was just going <laughs> to say that. It's like, you broke up with somebody, but like, you still check their Instagram from your Finsta account. You know what I mean? Well, that, and then, but like, then you like, if you have to talk about like your ex publicly, you're like, well, I mean, I don't, she like, wasn't that funny anyway, but in yeah, reality, like, in your was, mind, you're was, like, she was, she was actually really funny. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that I feel that he, I think that he was he was annoyed. So when the opportunity to make more money came up and he talked about it with his wife and they were like, okay, let's do this. But I think that he always knew. And like, we've talked about it before. Philly is tough. And I really do believe that it ruins athletes. However, it's so tough that athletes want to be successful here because it's so tough. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It's it's like a love challenge. It's the ultimate challenge. And for a competitor, obviously for someone like him, who's been in the league and been successful for 13 years, right. He's competitive. Yeah. So he gets pissed that it's so difficult to play in Philly. He says Philly's the hardest place to play in, but then he's mad that he's, he's not in it anymore. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, if for any other reason, and also I feel like you know, we could really use him if like, you know, that his three from the perimeter, like all that yeah. other stuff. I'm trying to phrase it right now. I um, mean, when I saw those reports coming out, I'm like, oh, like, I, like, I got, I got this, like, I got a knot in my there, stomach. There are a couple, there's things that I want in life for people. And I don't think that there's anything that I want more in life for Nicole than for one, him to come back and two, for us to get him on the pod. Yeah, I want him on the podcast more than I want him to come like, back, but <laughs> I I just want that for you so badly. I mean, it, it, like I have to like it has to happen. Like he needs to be on the pod and and I promised everybody the first question I'm going to ask him is what is it like to be that hot? Like let's just talk it out. You know, yeah, then we'll just... talk then we'll talk about how you become a uh, you know, how you're an amazing athlete and and you've done so much for social justice and, and everything, but his level of, of attractiveness sometimes is hard for me to handle. I know. I told you my college boyfriend kind of looked like him, right? No. Oh yeah. Where's um, the picture? I'll have to send you a picture. So it, when we were dating, I mean, I was in college, JJ was in college, clearly it was when he was at Duke. Yeah. And, um, my boyfriend, Charlie at the time, he was such a nice guy. Uh, what happened he, to him? Um, we just, we were just young and broke up, I think right around the time that I graduated college. Yeah. But no, nice guy. Um, he, everybody used to say that he looked, uh, like JJ and like, when we go out, they'd be like, yo, JJ Reddick. They just had like, he has like the same like face and like, I mean, Charlie had like the very like Northeast Philly haircut. Um, (laughs) so he didn't have like the spiky hair, like JJ, but, um, no, Charlie was cool. And yeah, he kind of looked like JJ. It was funny. So actually his Facebook profile photo for a while, and we're going back, like, I'm talking like 2008. Right. So like, that's how far back we're going. Like his, um, 
photo was JJ Reddick because that's how much he got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta find a picture. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. JJ does have that like northeast, like I'm hanging out of Finnegan's weight. Um, he could, yeah, he could totally go to McFadden's <laughs> and just and like blend in. And totally, he could, he could totally be at McFadden's with the, with the sleeve in. and everything. I love yeah. it. Um, so we're, we're I'm trying not to get too excited about it. Like we're just gonna try to like wait it out. You know, let the powers that be. <laughs> is there like a patron saint for JJ Reddick? Is there a patron saint for sports trades? What's who's the patron saint of sports? I'm gonna look that up. Oh yeah, look that up. I'm looking it up right now. Patron saint of sports, and then we need a patron saint of sports trade. Saint Leonard of Port Maurice. Saint Leonard. Okay, all right. We could get down with that. Oh, maybe it's because it's port. He also, why do all these, why do all these monks look like Northeast Philly? Oh, I know. Isn't that so funny? They all look like Northeast like, Philly people. He definitely looks like, <laughs> doesn't he look like, like he's Grandpa, like, yeah, looks Grandpa Joe yeah. that like meets his buddies at Jim Steaks or, yeah. or Nick's Roast Beef, <laughs> Nick's Roast Beef on Coppin, Nick's Roast Beef. Um, I don't know if this is him, but anyway, we'll find out the patrons. Yeah um saint of sports and we'll tell you um but we have to wrap we had to do unfortunately like a, a shorter episode but um we uh hopefully that you're listen we and we love suggestions like if there's ever yeah. a topic that you want us to cover like let's say um you know and we're very aware we're, we're gonna do some hockey talk so don't worry um yeah. natalie loves hockey and we're gonna get into that i have am a full fully admit i don't know much about hockey um but we're going to dive into it and I'm going to get on it. The only, yes. the, the, the best story I have is that I, that um, I used to babysit for Bobby Clark. <laughs> so it's, That's right. That's I'll tell, right. I'll tell that story. Um, but yeah, so everybody hang out and we will, um, you know, please share us and tell all your friends and follow us on the socials. Uh, we're, we're going to eventually start to post uh, some TikTok videos. I posted one. Yes. Um, which I'm still- is, I download I downloaded the app, which is a good step for me because I was always yeah. afraid. So give it. So I'm give us a call. Oh, and and please subscribe and send us a positive review if you can too on yes. Apple. We'd really appreciate that. Yes. All right, and we will talk to you guys soon. Mwah. Mwah.